Today's Word of Mom Radio here on the Word of Mom Media Network. I'm your host, Dory DiCarlo, and you know we are here week after week, show after show, breaking those myths that mompreneurs and businesswomen, especially those of us building our businesses from home, that we're just dabbling in between bake sales and getting our nails done. We're not. (laughs) We are smart, we are savvy, and we are sharing the wisdom of women in business and in life. And you all know I love sharing other podcasters. I really do. So I'm excited to be bringing Terry McGuire in. She's a mental health advocate with AB Cocor Foundation for Mental Health, a certified peer specialist. She's the founder and president of Giving Voice to Mental Illness, Inc. She's the creator, producer, and co-host of the Giving Voice to Depression podcast, Prevent Suicide Greater Milwaukee Steering Committee, She's a NAMI Wisconsin Board of Directors member and doing so much in breaking those myths about mental health. So I'm thrilled to be sharing you on the show. Terry, welcome to Word of Mom Radio. Thank you so much, Dora. I'm thrilled to be here. I'm excited to have you here. And I would love to ask you, what made you start a podcast about depression? It sounds like a terrible idea, doesn't it? No, it doesn't. Oh, good. Thank you. I just think it's a great idea and would love to know what made you think, i got to take this to the podcasting sphere. It was my own depression. Uh, I had, I wasted, that's so judgmental. I lost a lot of time to my depression. And when I finally came out of it and realized, you know, it was a medical condition. And when I saw my doctor, and started treatment, which was therapy and meds, which work for me. I know they're not for everyone. Um, I felt better so fast and so much better that I thought, oh, 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 no, no, no. You know, I was in that pit for so long because no one talks about it and because I didn't recognize it as depression and because no one else said to me, hey, you should get that checked the way they surely would if I had been limping or coughing for all that time. So when I came out of it, I realized there had to be people like me who who were not naming it and not getting the help they needed and feeling horrible because of it. And my background is news. And so I knew how to do an interview. Uh, I had been doing voiceovers for 40 years. So I knew how to use my voice. And then it just sort of clicked that I could give voice to depression, the name of the podcast, Giving Voice to Depression. And tell people stories and let anybody who is listening know that they're not alone and that those thoughts you're having, those symptoms you're having, physical and mental and emotional and maybe spiritual, are symptoms and symptoms of an illness that is common and treatable. And so it just was almost like a funnel. You know, it was my depression, my reporting, my background and my family background, um, everything just sort of went into it. And the really distilled drop that came out at the bottom was a podcast. I love the name, Thank Giving you. Voice to Depression. How did you settle on that? 
I think it was literally that idea that, you know, I had done voice work for so long and that this was something that wasn't talked about. And those two just sort of gelled to become, I don't know, it seemed very obvious to me that that's what it had to be. And then when I searched and it was available, I was like, oh, well, that's cool. Then it is meant to be. So uh, people are giving voice to things, people being my, our guests, that maybe they've never talked about before, or certainly not publicly or in a really non-judgmental setting. And I'm able to use my voice. Um, there's actually a thing behind me. I've never shown this before, but this says, this is me, my voice wave saying she found her voice and used it. And so oh, I printed cool. it out. Yeah, right. And that's what it is. You know, it's, it's I'm using my voice to give other people voice and to give voice to depression. A very untalked about. Exactly. exactly. And, you know, it's hard because mental illness isn't visible. It exactly. is not a visible illness. You're walking down the street and you have no idea how hard it might be for the person who's walking up that street to even have gotten out of bed that day, you know? Yes. And so I, I think it's really important that you're doing this. Did you, did you receive a lot of encouragement when you started or <laughs> were you having people go, are you out of your mind? The latter. Uh, uh, that's why when I said it was sounds like a bad idea and you said it doesn't, I thought, oh, where were you five years ago, six <laughs> years ago? <laughs> Uh, I, to the person, there wasn't one human I, I floated the idea by who said like, yeah, that'd be great. That could really help people. That could really help you. Nothing. Um, one of my favorites, I'm in Wisconsin, was, uh, you sure you don't want to do a Packers podcast? People might actually listen to that. And I don't know. I could not do a Packers podcast. Um, I don't have the interest or the knowledge base to do that. And I said, no, this is what I have to do. Um, nobody's going to want to listen. Nobody's going to want to listen. It'd be so depressing. And nobody's going to want to tell their stories because it's embarrassing. Well, I'm not embarrassed. I, I have brown hair. I got brown hair and depression from my father. I mean, I'm not embarrassed about that. It's something that has come to my life very honestly. Uh, and none of my guests seem to be. And we are, you know, hundreds of episodes in and nearing a million plays. So they were just straight up wrong. And I'm glad that I did it anyway. You know, the first year we had 16,000 plays. And now we're at about 200,000, I think. So actually, I think we'll break three this year. So it's, uh, it, it was not well received by the people I asked if it was a good idea. I think some family members and friends were probably a little embarrassed for me to be so public. And also, you know, the family is like, shh, no, we, you know, just look good. Just look good. Just put a smile on your face. Get your hair out of your eyes. And nobody needs to know that. Don't air your dirty laundry. And I don't consider it dirty laundry. See, that's the family aspect of things. It's an amazing thing. Very often, and regardless of what kind of work you do, as a mompreneur, as a businesswoman, unless people come from an entrepreneurial background, things like that, you would think that the people who are going to go, that's great, what a great idea, they're usually your worst critics. Mm -hmm. And the people that are telling you you're doing something foolish, and then you have the family aspect of things, especially with something like this, where it's like, hey, we don't need the world to know right. all of these things. It's it's a shame because the stigma mm -hmm. that goes behind mental illness and depression, we're in the 21st century and we're still fighting the stigma because people just, they throw around the word, oh, I'm so depressed. Oh, yes. 
you know, it, it, they just you're so bipolar. Things. You're that's so OCD. Thank you. We cannot use diagnoses as adjectives. You know, and it, it's an amazing thing to me to see people do that. You have no idea what depression is. Mm-hmm. I don't think people realize how debilitating it right. can be. And oh, for yeah. you, I mean, you obviously believe in the power of sharing stories. Absolutely. So other, I mean, obviously people are listening. You've got, I know you see other proof in the value of the work that you're doing. Oh, I think that it has value from every aspect. Um, I think that you, you started your story that you just said with it's a shame and it is a shame. It is shame that is put on us and, and we put on ourselves and that's the stigma. So I think that when someone shares their story, and someone is interested in it and honors it and puts it out into the world and other people respond to it and listen to it and react to it. I posted this morning and someone just wrote a really nice comment about what they liked best about the episode and I sent it to the guest. So it is, can be healing. It can be part of the mental health journey of our guests, but also then obviously that we do it for the listeners too, who may be at any stage of their depression, right? They may know someone who has it. They may not have the words or the language to support that person. They may have it themselves and not have named it yet, not know it's treatable, not know it's not a personal failing or a weakness or proof that you shouldn't be on this planet. And when they hear someone speak about it as casually as we do, because when you live with it, you know, just like if I was talking as someone with diabetes to someone with diabetes, and we can talk about that. I don't, I don't have it, so I, I can't give an example there. But when you're familiar with a topic, you do talk about it pretty unvarnished, you know, certainly not timidly or with shame because you wouldn't go on a podcast if you were feeling that way. So when someone else, my sister coined the word eavesdrop, and I did not know until she said it that the actual word is eavesdrop with a V, but eavesdrop, that we made it easy for people to drop in on an intimate conversation. And they listen, and, you know, from anywhere, right? You can literally be in your bed and tune in and hear someone else and think, oh, that's, yeah, that's what it's like for me too. I thought, oh, hmm, you know, down to suicidal thoughts. Right. And, and up to if it's, you know, there's some continuum here, you know, the physical stuff, the weight, when you talk about your friend being in bed or your coworker, I was too. And I felt like I had one of those uh, lead vests that they put on you when you get x-rays at the dentist. You know, it's just like, oh, there is an actual physical weight holding me in bed. I could get up, of course, but it was a lot harder than when I didn't have depression. Who do you think benefits the most? from your show, your guest sharing their story or the listener realizing they're not alone? If I had to pick, I would probably say the listener because the guest has already gotten to a point where they're willing and ready to share their story, though many have for the very first time. And that is such an honor when someone says, I've never talked about this publicly before. My own family doesn't know, you know, which is how we were. My little sister and I started this and our families didn't know, including our children who we lived with and our spouses. Uh, so I think I would say the listener, just because of the variety, you know, the, the, the sharer, the guest is telling just their story and the listener can hear the hundreds of stories. What have you been the most surprised to learn from, mm-hmm. from your guests? I think I was surprised at how similar 
the experience of depression is and how different it is that, you know, I go within, I get very sad, I want to lay down. Other people get very aggressive and very angry, and that I did not know was a symptom of depression. So when I hear someone say, this is what I did, you know, and I think, oh, no, I wouldn't be driving around experiencing road rage because I probably wouldn't have left the house. Um, I think that I have been, someone asked me once what I was most surprised about by the, the guests themselves, and I was like, that I would have I'm from Wisconsin again, so I say a beer. I'd have a beer with any one of them, right? These are some really cool people. And it's not, you know, I think if you don't have it or don't understand it, you might be like, uh, you know, Eeyore, right? I don't want to talk to somebody with depression. I know what they have to do to keep doing anything. I know the resilience involved. I know the ups and the downs and that you have to keep sort of, if possible, you know, the illusion of something stable certainly when you're trying to parent and the rest of it and parenting is hard with depression you know you got to take care of somebody else when you are disinclined to care for yourself because you're having the thoughts that you're really not worth that effort on that note yes please think about what terry just said as we take a quick break and say thank you to our sponsors we'll be back here in just a moment on word of mom radio She is brave, she is bold, she is you, and we want to tell your story. Are you ready to share your journey with us on Word of Mom Radio? Go to wordofmomradio.com and register as a guest. We want to tell your story because when you win, we all win. We all know a survivor. Some of our friends and family have made it through difficult times. Some of us don't make it. Losing a loved one to cancer, a car accident, or any other unfortunate event can be crippling and unavoidable. But one of the hardest subjects to talk about is suicide. Too often, our youth decide that leaving this place is easier than facing the struggle forced upon them every day. More than one in four children go through some form of bullying or another. Most of us survive with scars, but for some... The inner demons created cannot be recognized or treated in time to ensure they make it through. Bullying in every form is very much avoidable. It starts with me and it starts with you. This is Kelly Carius from No Such Thing as a Bully reminding you to do your part when you see bullying happen. If you don't know what that is, call 403-447-4404 or go to nosuchthingasabully.com. Don't let the name fool you. Stadiumbags.com is not just for sports fans. Our clear bags make it easier for you to get into any venue that you go to. And in today's world where we are so concerned about germs, the materials that our bags are made with are strong enough to stand up to the solvents that you can use to clean your bag so you know you come home safely. So check out stadiumbags.com. You'll see why we are the clear choice because safety, it's in the bag. And we're back here on Word of Mom Radio. We are talking with mental health advocate Terry McGuire. And I want to address what you had just said because the reality is you are worth it. Your feelings, your, you know, having a place where people can talk about their depression, hear about other people's, it validates the fact that you're not crazy. Right. Because people, it's like, snap out of it. It's not... It's not something that you choose to do. You don't decide to wake up one day and just say, I'm just too depressed to do anything. It's, it's an amazing thing. I am somebody 
my brothers still call me Mary Poppins. <laughs> now, I, I wake up happy. I go to bed happy. It's just my nature. I went through, and I didn't even realize it until probably three months in, and this was all during COVID, and watching everything I had worked for for 20 years just close in a day. The other half of my life, stadiumbags.com and safety bags, you know, I designed a line of clear bags and backpacks that I globally positioned. And then a pandemic happened. And somebody called me and said, so how's the bag company doing? (laughs) And I'm like, I guess you're having a really crappy day. You figured you'd call me because I'm the only one having a worse day. So not having that bad a day. I just have to trust the journey. My daddy wound up with COVID and died in, you know, May of 2020. So there was a lot going on and all I could do was walk because I couldn't record word of mom, couldn't get a bandwidth. Fortunately, I had recorded in January, February, and the beginning of March of 2020, enough shows that carried us all the way through June. Wow. Yeah, I was recording probably 15, 20 shows a week for eight weeks, nine weeks, and that is what carried our show because we couldn't get a recording. The other part of my life closed. My father's dying. I can't see him. And all I could do was walk. I walked one day for eight hours. Wow. Just I left here at 730. I, I got I back, I back. It was like four o'clock in the afternoon. I was just walking. And it was all I could do. And, and you're isolated and you're, you know, and, and I realized and I was like, you know, I actually think I'm depressed. And having never experienced something like that before, I was like, is this what this is? Where I just kind of felt inert. I was just stuck where I was. And, you know, then everything came back to life and everything started happening again and life just went on. But it was a very strange feeling that completely powerless where you're watching everything and it it started to dawn on me. What that has to be like to live with for your life. I have friends who have, you know, been on medications, things like that, and watching them, being so frustrated. I'm like, hey, I take nutrients. It's a chemical imbalance. What you're taking is putting your body back on track. So that would be like being embarrassed that you take extra vitamin C. And so I think it's so important what you're doing and it's like the tree falling in the forest so you see the number of plays that your podcasts are getting how do you know if you're really making a difference out there do you get feedback from your listeners and things what's happening that has been so many words i can put in next rewarding surprising validating uh humbling really lovely to experience you know when we started i think it's fairly common, especially in in this kind of work to say, you know, if we help just one person, if we reach just one person, uh, well, we're, this is our sixth year and we have heard, and, and I know from my previous jobs that, you know, if someone calls the station, I used to be in news, if someone calls the station to say something positive or negative, they represent X number more people, right? Because Mm -hmm. there's all those other people who aren't going to kind of like reviews on Amazon. And so we, I don't, I have not kept count because, you know, the first one came, I thought it was going to be the only one and I was just, you know, crying and blown away. And then the 20th and I don't know how many, but people have said everything from, okay, I'm going to 
print out the transcript to this episode or this post. Um, we post every day and we have a, an online community of about 10,000 people on Facebook. And they'll say, I'm going to, I'm going to copy this string of comments or this post or whatever it is and bring it to my doctor and say, this is what I have. This is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm feeling. So we've given them the words. Other people have said, literally, I had planned on ending my life. I was going to do this first. While I did it, I was listening to your podcast and I realized I need to go to a doctor. I need to get some help. This is an illness. And I'm still in touch with probably four people, and some of these were five years ago, um, regularly. And I see their posts and their living life, lives worth living. It's not just they didn't do it and now they're, miser they're still miserable because it passes. You know, everything has this, even depression. You know, there are some people who don't seem to respond in any way to treatment and just seem to be in the pit. But a lot of the rest of us have our days and our weeks and our months and sometimes our years. And then there are times we're not in it. And those times we got to grab with both hands and make the most of. But that has been the hugest surprise is just the feedback, the regular, regular is in steady. Oh, that really helped me. Oh, I needed that message. Oh, I related to that person. Even a person who's like opposite in every way from you, you know, that you would think I, I can't relate to this person. We're so different. And then you hear his, her, their story and go, oh, I guess we're not. And there's value in that lesson as well. So I just think it's been, I don't know how to stop. You know, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. It's heavy work. And sometimes I think, okay, five years was enough. And then I get one of those messages and think, how do you stop if you're actually having that kind of an impact and able to? Have you ever felt, because I'm sure you get really entrenched in your guest stories and things, has it ever affected you and your mental health? People ask me all the time if if this, like my family, uh, are you sure this is good for you to do? Are you sure this is good for you to do? You know, does this make you more depressed? I think it makes me less depressed. Yes, it's heavy. And there are people who can do that. And there are people who can't um, sit in the dark, sit in the mud with somebody. I've always been a person who could. I'm not uh, um, the kind of friend you call when you get engaged. I'm the kind of friend you call when you're getting divorced. I've just always been that person. I was a crime reporter. So, you know, I, I, I can do the, the dark and the heavy stuff. Uh, but there's risk factors for depression and there are protective factors and having a purpose, having value, knowing that you're making a difference is a protective factor. And so if I have that thought that I had on a loop during that time, just all day, every day, like what's the point? You're worthless. You're a burden. You have no value. Now I can go like, Oh, no, I totally do. And I got to get out of bed because, you know, I, right after this interview, I'm doing one for the next episode. And I want to hear that person's story. And I know that there are people who will benefit from hearing that person's story because she's a, a, a suicide attempt survivor. And six years later, she's really glad to be alive and wants people to know that it can turn around that much. And that's a story that needs to be told. And I have the privilege um, and the skill set to be able to tell it. So I, I think that it has had the opposite effect I would have expected. There are days I'm like, whew, you know, when someone writes me and says they're suicidal and, and I'm in an exchange with them, I might not always be in the mood. I don't mean like, oh, I'm so not in the mood. I mean, I might not be in a space where I can give 100%, but I'll, I'll conjure up 90 and, and walk through that with them. 
that answer your question? It does, you know, because I would have thought it would be very cathartic to do that because there's a lot to be said about, again, knowing you're not alone Yes. as you're doing this. So I want to know about the show. What's your format? How long is your show? What what are we going to expect when we listen in? We try to keep it about 20 minutes an episode because having depression ourselves, we know that there can be a limited attention span. Um, I have been on hour and a half long podcasts as the guest and I don't listen to them because I don't have that attention span and I'm the guest. So if, if I don't want to listen to me, I don't think anybody else does either for that long. Um, so we, we try to keep it about 20 minutes. I do a different, um, I don't record the interview and, and post it because of the content, because of the likelihood that someone is, may overshare at some point, right? They do. You're finally in a safe space. You're finally talking to somebody who understands and you let it fly. And then I think, mm, I'm going to take that part out. I'm going to take that part out. I don't think that will serve you well. I'll bet your husband wouldn't want to hear that about him and the way he responded. Not in a really controlling way, in a very loving and protective way. You know, word of mom, right? I'm a mom first. And I, and I don't want to make life any more difficult for anybody who shares their story with us. So they're about 20 minutes long. They're very edited. I do voiceover transitions because, again, my background's news, and that's just sort of how I was taught to do it. So I'll take a chunk, and I'll try to dial in some other, maybe some research, maybe something I've learned somewhere else. Maybe someone will say committed suicide, and I'll just take a second to say committed is not a verb that is really even acceptable anymore that suicide used to be a crime. It's not anymore. Here's the preferred language and then go on with the story. So it's a a lot more edited than a lot of the podcasts I listen to and a lot shorter, but uh, we try to make it engaging and not depressing. You know, it's, it's, I I said in the very, very beginning, I won't do the I'm sad too podcast because who benefits from that? And if you felt terrible and started listening, you might feel terribler. um, And that is certainly not our intention. I love what you're doing. I really do. And as we're wrapping up, mm-hmm. what would you like to leave our listeners with, Terry? Well, I just want anybody listening to know that, you know, it can sound just depression is a common and treatable illness. You know, I, I don't mean to sound like I'm pushing play on a recording because I mean it and because I didn't know it. And there's power in knowing that. Uh, and, and you get to choose uh, how you treat it how you manage it. And again, I, for me, meds were a part of it. I'm not on anything now. And I think it's important to be able to make that choice for yourself. Therapy, yoga, walking, you know, you had very, very good instincts and self-care to say, I need to do something. I need to keep moving because that's a lot healthier if you're able to do it than pulling the blankets up for a week. There are just so many ways to manage it. And you don't have to be ashamed. You, you can tell someone, and if it's not your partner, if it's not your family, you know, a lot of people find it easier to start with their doctor thinking they need to see a psychiatrist because I'm not crazy. But if you're in that place and you're under that weight and you're having those thoughts, it is just, just too much. It is just too much. It's really, really hard to live that way, any kind of life that you'd want to. And putting on a mask every day is exhausting, and we've all had to do it. So I just encourage people to be honest. Um, if you can't find people, I was going to say in real life, but in, in non-virtual life, there are lots of support networks online. And Giving Voice to Depression, as I said, has a, 
a Facebook community of more than 10,000 people, and we post every day and have great conversations. Somebody's really struggling, we'll make a specific post for them and ask the community for support, and they get it. So there are options out there. How can people reach out to you, Terry? Our website is givingvoicetodepression.com. Uh, we are the podcast, Giving Voice to Depression, is on all the players I know of, you know, Spotify and Stitcher and your smart speaker. You just say, play the Giving Voice to Depression podcast and iTunes, and I'm sure I'm forgetting a whole bunch, but you can also just Google Giving Voice to Depression podcast, and you'll see all the places that you can find us. I want to thank you so much for not only sharing your journey with us, but for what you are doing, because you know what? We have to end the stigma. Yeah. We really, really do. It, it ha you know, people have to stop pointing fingers, using horrible words and things like that, because it isn't a joke. No. And it's nothing to be ashamed of. People shouldn't be afraid to let somebody know that they're depressed about something. And that's on the people who aren't depressed. It yes. really is. It's yes. on us to make sure that everybody knows that everybody goes through things in life. You know, there's always going to be the ups and downs. And, and if you need medication to deal with that, that's the last thing you should ever be ashamed of. Because you certainly weren't going to be ashamed if you were taking heart medication right. or diabetes medication and things like that. It's an amazing thing. So on behalf of everybody listening to you, thank you so much thank for you. what you are doing because it makes a difference. So I thank you very much for taking the time to share here with our listeners. I thank you. And I thank all the moms listening because moms rock. And it's one of the hardest jobs and it's one of the most amazing jobs in the world. Exactly. So, again, thanks so much. And for all of you tuning in, thanks for being here. We're going to close out with our fabulous theme song from Smith Sisters and the Sunday Drivers. So till next time, this is Dory DiCarlo saying go out and create a marvelous you. Bye for now. She is sure. She is sure. She is strong. She is strong. She is true. She is true. She is brave. She is bold. She is you. She is sure. She is sure. She is 